Hi, welcome to The Light of Deception. Today is going to be an exciting episode. I'm going to be able to tell you a little bit about my background, where I came from. As far as in deception, early deception into the emergent church movement for 12 years, and that's just going to be a snapshot because I'm going to really be talking about the eight years coming out of deception. The eight years, what God has done with the, all the fallen stuff I've gotten into from uh, early early um, Jehovah Witness faith and to checking out all the other you know, Catholicism, getting into the Buddhist um, temple and looking and searching and then getting lost in the emergent church movement after the death of my best friend and the death of my father. I got into programs at this emergent church that led into deep, deep deception, which I thought was true. So how did that happen? Where did it start? Well, as I look back after the 12 years of deception and I asked that question, you can find that whole story and the articles at thelightofdeception.com under my story from start to finish. This is going to be a snapshot. What happened? How did I get there? How lost did I? I had no idea. I thought I was serving. I thought I was being a missionary. I thought I was going to all these initiatives, getting involved in all these programs. And I realized the one thing that was missing at the end of all of this was the Bible. We were in books written by man that used the Bible to bring about that pastor's or that writer's topic and um, immersed in the New Age practices within the churches, into recovery programs, into inner healing, into experiencing and practicing the presence of God, going in within to find God, and all these different practices that you wanted something that was more tangible, something that was more, you know, you're experiencing Jesus. You know, it's more experimental than it is sober-minded and vigilant. So how did I get back from flying in the sky, in the clouds, thinking I had this 100% intimate and personal relationship with God built on emotions and my own logic when you're not supposed to lean on your own understanding in all your ways you're supposed to acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. How did I get off path when I was searching for God with all my heart, mind, and soul and strength? That's what I thought. Well, the one thing I built the foundation of my Christian faith on was humans, was on mankind, was on their experiences, their books, their movements, their programs, and I got lost in a whirlwind of trying to really experience God instead of reading his Bible, getting to know him through his word, being steadfast, really um, following after his ways, um, not being into that. Um, I was into automatic writing. I would hear from God daily. I would write down everything he would say to me. It was like I would start writing and it was just all of a sudden just going, going, going and stop. You know, and I got into that for uh, such a long time. I would say at the end parts of the 12 years, I was so deceived by all these practices, all these books, all these uh, programs, all these 12 steps, all these different things that led me completely astray because I was in a prideful way. I wasn't at that point surrendered to um, Jesus. I wasn't laying my life down. I was at that, look at me, look how spiritual I am. I was into false prophets. I was into false teachers. I was following after the ways of man. I was leaning on their understanding instead of 
in all my ways acknowledging God, you know, and he would direct the path. And then I learned through all these experiences and trials that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. These experimental practices, these programs, all these things that are man-centered came from people that might have had good intentions. They might have felt like they had arrived at some heightened understanding of the truth and you needed to arrive there too, but you're supposed to be arriving at sober-mindedness. Steadfast, vigilant, you're supposed to be dying to yourself and not arriving at self. There's the problem, the upside down and backwards world, you're arriving at your spiritual goodness at spiritual awakening, spiritual understandings, um, you know, you're self-motivated, self-love, self-self-selfish, you know, selfish practices coming from selfish men that have arrived themselves and have a program of 10, 12, 7, it doesn't matter all the steps, leading to this intimate, more personal relationship with God by being still, being in the presence of God, all these different ways you know, instead of resting in his word and in its entirety, and he speaks to you in a still, small voice, right, through his word, that you would have extra revelations. You'd be writing, um, this is back in deception. I was writing my own daily devotional, much like Jesus Calling, thought it would be published one day until I ran into a brick wall and realized that the words that were being written down on these pieces of paper during this automatic writing were not lining up with scripture. There's where I hit the wall. I knew I was wrong. I knew something was wrong and I needed to <clears throat> figure out how I got there. What, le what led me to going off course and, and led me astray? What, what in the world was going on during this period of my life? Well, I think about the story where Jesus was in the wilderness. He was weak and he was tempted by the devil. The same thing will happen with you in your weakest, <laughs> most vulnerable states. Don't lean into men. Lean into the word. I mean, definitely don't lean on them. Lean on God. Lean on his word. Lean on his truth. He is, you know, he is your strength and, and trials, right? He is the truth. That is where we go off track is that we think, um, boy, we should see these popular authors and pastors and all these people that seem to have arrived and we need to arrive too. Well, really be looking at a man that is absolutely incredibly humble, that knows that he's just the same as all of us, that God has called him to teach. Not about him, it would be about the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the way, the truth, and the life. So first things first, you get back into the Word of God. You get back into some form of sober-mindedness and you start to stand on the word and realize that we do not need to have a technique, we do not need to have a program, we do not need to have a movement, an inner healing, an arriving moment, we need to die to self. That is when the truth will still finally set you free, you're at the end of yourself. Therefore God can use you in your humility knowing that it's about him and not about you. It's really backwards from what the man is teaching in today's churches. It's so hard to find a sober-minded church that's just teaching chapter by chapter, verse by verse, cover to cover. But look, be vigilant in your areas. Go and see your surrounding churches. See what they, their programs are about. And if they are self-centered, self-arriving, um, new age, um, practicing um, Christianity, stay away from them. It's going to be a diamond in the rough. 
you're going to have to do that research on your own because it's different in every single area. But thank God I found that sober-minded, steadfast church, and the pastor was able to tell me about my error and showed me in scriptures, not just through personal experience, what does the Word of God say about such things? And then I was able to understand and come out of deception. That's when I started um, sharing my story. I um, opened, actually wrote my story first and then um, put it, opened up a website, had no idea what I was doing. I had to have the simplest site in the world called Simple Site to be able to get moving in the right direction and to be able to work on that site for two years before I opened it up and, and bought the domain name in 2018. So in 2016, I was able to write that story and get started. I came out of deception at the early part of 2013, kind of knew a little bit about my error coming out of 2012. And here I am eight years later. Let me tell you what the Lord has done in the last eight years. That is absolutely amazing. It's been tough. It hasn't been easy. So I'm moving out on from thelightofdeception.com and moving on to different platforms, you know, and um, different social media sites so I started in on Facebook and then moved from there and went and started this started a podcast and it was let's see we're gonna be coming up on two years now so in August of 2019 there became uh, the light of deception ministries um, went leading into straight talk where we talk about the Word of God and what we see in going on in today's world is related to biblical scriptures, then got into another point of view, which is going on strong now. It's the beginning of that, talking about current events related to Bible prophecy. And being able to get out there and really share what God has done in eight years to sober me up, to get me back on the straight and narrow. And God knows I'm still a work in progress, right? That I'm not perfect and I'm gonna fall short and sin at times and that we get to come back and um, there's nothing wrong with saying, help me, God, um, forgive me, God, and starting that day because his well, mercies are new every morning. That's where our trust and our hope lies, is in Jesus. He will see you through. So sober-mindedly been walking in this direction and the changes, it's been tough, the trials and tribulation that, that come along with with um, opening these um, media sites and all the stuff um, speaking for truth when they're trying to shut truth down you know and they're trying to persecute you on every level and and close you down and silence your voice or speaking louder so we speak louder until we are deplatformed um, we are you know a warning comes our way and we know that strikes are to follow so the conservative Christian Judeo-Christians that are just simply standing on the Word of God need to be silenced so the lie becomes the truth, right? And the truth becomes the lie that is so biblical in these days. So after all these experiences, challenges, the trials, we are at the point where we can count it all joy. That's the hardest thing in the world is to count the persecutions, the trials, the tribulations as joy because it molds you it shapes you it, it matures you from your carnal christianity coming into the face to a baby christian to a mature christian you know and it's all those things that are leading you closer to god but not in this experimental um, visualizing being in the presence of god but just a sober-minded steadfast walk with him trusting in him to lead the way 
that is what I'm going to leave with you right now is to understand if you're coming out of deception, if you're just coming into the faith, expect trials and persecution. Expect to be molded, shaped, and refined. Expect to be tested um, and to see if you're really in the faith. Be, you know, just really expect it. And with each new day and morning, you know, there's in that eight-year span, there's been leaps and bounds of understanding and then back into another trial. So it just seems like um, a roller coaster in a sense. But at the end of all of it, we get to look up as our redemption draws near and to understand what the enemy used for evil, God can use as good. Hi, I wanted to leave you with these scriptures. So we're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians 4 in its entirety. We're going to go into a little bit of 2 Corinthians 5, um, 1 through 2 as well. So I'll leave you with this. This should provide you with some hope and also some truths. Here we go. Therefore, since we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants of, for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have the treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always caring about in the body of dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that grace having spread through the many and may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. 
for our light affliction which but for a moment is working for us a far more excellent exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we do not look at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal second corinthians 5 1 through 2 for we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. Amen. So in the end get back to the Word of God where all truth is found. If you are experiencing much persecution, trials, health issues, if you're feeling like no matter where you turn, you're hitting some kind of, facing some kind of trial, you know, in your family and where you're working in, in your churches, my goodness gracious, there's so much going on in today's churches. I'll tell you what the enemy is in there to destroy with hirelings, with people that are deceived, teaching deception. Just keep it simple. Stand on the word of God alone. It will see you through. I hope this brings you hope. I hope you rest in the Lord of, alone. And I'll leave you with this. At the end of the day, right, we know that this is just a blink. And before we know it, we're in the internal kingdom, right? We are in that truth, our hope, our rest is in him, and we occupy in these days, bear your cross, run the race that God has called you to run, be steadfast, be obedient, and know that God knows the beginning, the middle, and the end. He's the same yesterday, today, and always, and we can always rest in that. That is our hope. That is our truth. That is the way. Also, I wanted to let you know we're taking two weeks off for this ministry. We're taking a two weeks off, um, and uh, we'll be back in the early parts of July. Um, they'll be on vacation until then and pray for us pray for our ministry subscribe to this channel press the bell so you can get little um, notes just telling you we have a new video that is coming up that has been uploaded right and then you want to please like and share this forward so more people will know about the light of deception the false light of deception the enemy his tricks he is the fallen angel of light. Do not fall for that false light, but the true light, Jesus. Thank you. Until next time, bye-bye.